I keep forgetting it about does. the camera. I haven't been sucking in my gut this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> We're making sausage. In Scranton, the Scantron can't stand to strand unscanned transcons. Today, Wednesday, July 10th, 2019. A history for every story. Or episode 94, This is the Problem with Everything, featuring Fast Heart Mart. Hey everybody, I'm Holiday Rob. I'm Loki Sapfoot. I'm Fast Heart Mart. Yep, that's our guest today, and yeah. we're doing a thing. I've got us, I've got us live on Instagram. Yeah, it's very distracting. I feel usually I'm I'm hiding in my own private world of shame while I'm doing this. All I have to worry about is my voice. Now my vanity has to contend with my voice and Instagram live. Luckily, your luckily your microphone is blocking uh, most of the view. Yeah, I was saying uh, I, I keep forgetting there's a camera on me. I f- keep forgetting to suck in my gut while we're doing this thing. <laughs> luckily, it just shut off, so now I got to go turn it back on. <laughs> but we're here this week with uh, Fast Heart Martin. He's been touring the world, bringing joy and music to the hearts of many. Uh, and you'll hear uh, right now. You can hear his banjo in the background. You'll hear him play a few songs during the course of this podcast. I don't remember what we talked about. I've been drinking. Uh, but you have dates coming up. Do you want to let people know where you're going to be so they can check you out if they dig what they hear? Yeah, I'm going to be at the I'm going to be at a private house concert tomorrow night. Uh, Thursday, July whatever, till 11th. 11th. Thank yeah. you. And then uh, Friday, July 12th, I'm going to be at the Tractor Brewery up there in Knob Hill. Um, I think that, I can't remember the time, but it is Friday the 12th. And then the 13th, I'll be at Java Joe's in the morning, 10 to ten a.m. to 1 p.m. The breakfast hour. That's right. It's a good time to catch me. And then I'll be at the Ale Republic on the east side of the mountains here in Albuquerque and Cedar Crest um, from 5 to 8. And then Sunday, I will be at the Canteen Brewery here in Albuquerque. Boom. And then I'm heading to Santa Fe for some gigs at the cow. I got one at the cowgirl. Just lost my mic. We lost our headphones. Oh, is that Rob what it is? fucked up. Um, is the camera? Is that main camera rolling still? I don't know. It doesn't oh, matter. Dead. Don't it's worry dead. about it. Okay. <laughs> Just pretend that only God is watching us. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I say to the ladies. Ignore that camera. Just pretend only God is watching us. I'm just kidding. I don't do that. God um, watches. He's watching. It's watching. Where can, She's watching uh, If people want to go check out the dates, maybe they didn't remember what you just said. Or they, or they wanna, weren't listening. You have a place they can uh, just get that listed fastartmart.com. Fastartmart.com is fastartmart. the best place ever. Fastartmart.com. Yeah. The best website on the goddamn internet. Ever. There you go. Next to wherever you're listening to this. That's the first best, bestest <laughs> website fastheartmart.com is the second What websites best. is this available on, by the way? Um, the, the biggest ones it's on are Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh-huh. Um, so Stitcher? anyone can get those. It's not on Stitcher. I think Stitcher has uh, harder requirements. Uh-huh. I've been meaning to look into that and as to why it's not on Stitcher yet. Mm. But um, We're not part of the cool kids. Yeah, we're not cool enough for Stitcher. I'm not cool sure kids. what their stipulation is that we're not on there. but That's how it is with me and Pandora. They just reject everything I ever sent to them. Yeah, you're on Spotify, though? I'm on Are Spotify you? for sure, yeah, and all yeah. the other places. But I think it's easier to get onto Spotify than Pandora, maybe. Oh, there's I feel no, like I've heard that. You yeah. just have to pay to, to distribute it through Pay to Spotify. play, yeah. yeah. 
But Pandora, they're just like, yeah, we're not interested. Everything I've done so far, they're just like, we're not interested. So, yeah, they're not that cool. Fuck them. Cultural yeah. curators. They don't know what they're missing. They're like, you know, just a rude brewery that kicks you out for throwing beers at people. I was going to mention this before during the podcast. Is brewery like the worst thing we could call a place where you go to get drunk? It's like rhinoplasty. Like, you know, that hack bit. Like, do they have to put rhino in the, <laughs> you know, in the name of getting your nose fixed? Yeah. That's kind of insulting, right? What would you like it to be called? Uh, instead of brewery? Yeah, brewery, yeah. I don't know. Uh, beer house. Bar. Yeah. Beer place. Uh, at the bar where they make beer. Ale house. A place of beer hall. Yeah. A beerery. A tap room. I um, like tap room. Beerery. How do you feel about the word stillery? 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 Distillery? Yeah, yeah like there's, uh, I'm playing, I, I played at a place up in Lo- Longmont, Colorado. It's called, um, it's called a stillery. What is it called? Distillery? Or just yeah. stillery? It's called a stillery. I've never even heard that term. Yeah. All right. I can't remember the name of the place right now, but it's called a stillery sometimes. Okay. They just they just still. <laughs> We've got one viewer right now. <laughs> oh no! Who it's is incredible. It? Um, hi viewer. Greetings. Well, uh, yeah. Do we need to say anything else? We need to say that you can find us on the social media if you like us. You yeah, can, I'm at Holiday Rob on Twitter. Yeah, I'm at uh, at Sapfoot on Twitter. Also on Instagram at Loki Sapfoot. Rob's on Instagram, uh, Holiday Rob with two B's, right? That is, yeah. Two on B's. Instagram. Two B's. Uh, you're on the social media, I take it. Everything's fast heart, Mart, with me. Just everything. See, everything. he knows everything. what he's doing. This is a consummate professional. We're consummate. Sarah, nice Sarah, Sarah Shines says, sup, guys. What up, Sarah? Long time no see. Ooh, this is, I'm, I'm on my game with this live video stuff. My hand has been in front of the camera multiple times. It's yeah. incredible. It's amateur. Incredible. Yeah. Fucking amateur. Our clown Shaky hand nonsense. All right. Meet so, us on the internet. And what were you going to say? Uh, well, I was actually going to introduce what was probably going to be the first song, which I'm guessing is going to be New Mexico by this gentleman right here. It is going to be New Mexico, which is a song I wrote in 1999. Damn. 20 years ago. Damn. When I moved to Albuquerque. Um, well, I guess I had moved back to Albuquerque. It's a long story. I'd just gotten married. You'll hear much of down. it during the podcast. Divorced now. And here's Congratulations on your divorce. Single you. and ready to shingle. Years ago. <laughs> Single and ready to shingle. So uh, we'll catch you on the other side with that song. Here we go. Sky is brave, comes on down. 
human we're talking normal heteronormative traits cisgender i'm into those i mean and all the rest i ain't sorry (laughs) everybody whatever you are it's the best hot dogs did you record that song because we gotta put a beat to that shit were you are we i unfortunately did record that yes yes fuck yeah that's gonna be at the top of the show that's uh, horrifying. I'm, I'm going to lose my ally card over this episode. <laughs> I think it'll be all right. <laughs> to be fair, I was never that good of it. No, I'm just kidding. That's not true. That is not true. I had some dude totally gay bashing a friend one time. He was being racist, too, but he was also being homophobic. Two for Yeah, so... I hit the table instead of his face, and he got the message and walked away real quick. That was a good call. I don't have... Hello? Yeah, Hello? I got no headphones. Are these plugged in? Check, check, check. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. There it is. Some hot sauce, hot waffle. Coming to you live from the hole, from Rob's hole. I mean, the hole in Rob's house. We should oh. dig a hole in this room. Make it the actual hole. A hole hole? Yeah. We can sit in a hole and do this podcast. I can't tell if this is recorded or not. Uh, uh, We're professionals. Oh, this is going to be on video? Oh, Jesus. I got hydrogenated stains on my shirt. What's what's the hydrogenated? Oh, I got some sort of 
poison filth at McDonald's, some sort of limited time garbage, shitty garbage. Good for you. I mean, it was fine. Don't food shame. What kind of culture do we live in when we're food shaming each other? Your awful choices are none of my business until it affects my health care money. I think I'd rather you shame me. You're like, you disgusting fucking pig. You, you gross doing? pig. You animal. How can you even eat that and call that food? That's a valid question. It's not good. You know, this is from a guy who drinks uh, heavily alcoholed things. Yeah, that's not good for you either. No. Heavily alcoholed things like whiskey. The Venn diagram of fun and good for you is not very deep. The crossover no. is very shallow. No. Even somehow people are convinced that a long life is like the best thing ever. It's got like basketball and... Hey, why don't I live long <laughs> enough to watch everybody I love die? That sounds like a great time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you want to be one of the first ones out. I'm just saying, work on that project of, of, of the negative aspects of a long life. You know, like the, the concept of if there's a nuclear blast, you want to just be annihilated in it and not have to deal with, with post-nuclear uh, fallout. Radiation poison. Chaos, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like that same idea with uh, whatever we were just talking about. I don't know, I'm too high for this. And it's going to take... <laughs> It's going to take uh, a minute for these for the beer to start kicking in. Yeah, I'm, to take hold. I'm in no mood. I don't mean for the podcast. I mean for... In anyone, general? Anyone's stupid face. No offense to your stupid faces. <laughs> I love your stupid faces, but... This sounds amazing. Do I need a coaster for this? No, I don't, I don't know. This is the hole. Fuck a coaster. Why would you do that? that what did like the coaster nice do? Wood. The coaster enjoys it too. I mean, oh, you know where there's a coaster? Uh, shit, no, you can't see it. Never mind. I'm a liar. Some CDs here. I've got sample coasters. <coughs> Coaster oh, wow. samples. They got that Stroop Waffle McFlurry. What the fuck is what that the shit? Fuck, do they really? Yeah, dude. it's a strope waffle. Strope. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's pronunciation. Isn't it a waffle? Strope waffle. Strope waffle. I can't. Um, um, and a, a Dutch person. Yeah. A Dutch boy told me. Yeah. Is he painting? <laughs> and he had his finger in the dike. Uh, that's. No I told comment. you I'm losing my, no comment. <laughs> my allyship today. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of lesbians like baseball, so I'm assuming the rules are just like baseball, and you know have two strikes. Okay. One more and you are fucked. Done. Over. Yeah. Yeah. You better just pack it in. Next pride, sit this one out, buddy. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna get a one year suspension. <laughs> <laughs> you said you weren't up for this. This is a great banter. I don't know. Huh? It's pretty great. I, I think we did a okay thing. We haven't gotten to any points yet, but that's okay. We're... I don't know if that's going to happen. That's that's what I'm saying. I don't. Is I'm this, not prepared. Hmm? Is this already happening? You guys started. Yeah, already? we're that's just already happening. I feel like it's better if we just sort of spring it on the yeah, guest, totally. so there's not. Whatever. Yeah. It's not like no pressure, right? Right. It's not like okay, and now we're going to start. So be entertaining. <laughs> whoa, whoa. I mean, whoa. I guess it's still like that, but it's you get blindsided by it, which. I think helps.
Yeah. Helps with authenticity. Yeah. Right. We're 94 episodes deep. We know exactly what we're doing now. When I record bands, I just tell them, like, we've already got, we've already got what we need, guys. And they're like, we thought we were just getting set up. And I was like, no, I've already recorded everything. You guys can go home now. <laughs> and it's sort of really natural-sounding performances, you know, because of it. Nice. Can you hear anything in the headphones? I can. Yeah? Yep. My microphone is crooked. That's fine with me, but... <laughs> Everybody's how does different. the re- how does the rest of the band feel? <laughs> <laughs> Just to Do you want me to get close to the mic? Is that what you mean? Oh, now the mic stand is t- tipping oh, over. Oh, is it tipping over? Do you have a sandbag? Yeah, where's our where's our old uh, where's old trusty? Yeah, that thing. That's what we use. That projector. Oh man, that thing looks heavy. Yeah, it's very heavy. We tied it or Rob did to that with a, a <laughs> handkerchief, handkerchief. Hand kerchief. A hanky. There's no D? Hand kerchief. Isn't it hand kerchief? I think it is, yeah. Yeah. And then it over time became handkerchief. (laughs) Hanky. A hanky. My grandmother in New Zealand used to send those to me for Christmas every year. That's pretty cool. Did she, like, monogram it? No, I don't think she was, like, that with it, but she definitely sent me them, which was nice. It was a really sweet thing to do. I never used them. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't think anyone below, like, 60 or 70 at this point uses them. Right. Unless they're, like, in a ska band or something. I I do. (laughs) Well, Okay, there's one right there. Rob Scott adjacent. I think it's like a social faux pas to use a handkerchief anymore for blowing your nose. It's super gross. It's like, I'm just going to collect all my germs for like the next few days and keep them in my pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're not washing yours daily? I showered with mine. (laughs) Also gross. All of that is gross. So I have have one because you can use it for a tourniquet. You can use it for a wound. You can use it when you're hot. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It's got multiple uses besides, and 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 if you want to start that hobo life, you can't start a bindle without a handkerchief. <laughs> no, you don't know how. What these these were like silk handkerchiefs oh. from New Zealand. They were like a tan, like an off white color with like maybe one red stripe through it. It did not look cool at all. It wasn't like a bandana. At it all. sounds cool. And when I'm I would get them, cool. I, I was really, I was really appreciative that she sent them to me. But I was always be like, "What am I going to do with this? I don't want anybody to look at this. This is like really embarrassing." But yeah, what can you grandma. do? What can you do? So how's the uh, how's the travel been? So far, so good. I just left San Diego Friday. You're um, kind of on the first leg already. Yeah, I had to drive 12 hours straight, pretty much the other day, or almost 24 hours straight to get. I left San Diego 9.30 at night after a gig. Damn. And got about three hours. So it was like midnight. And then I slept for about two or three hours, and I couldn't sleep anymore. So I woke up, and it was like 90 degrees in this desert time. Maybe it was like 95, actually. And then... uh, Sleeping in your car in Barstow is rough. Yeah. Oh, it was in El Centro, California. And uh, yeah, I woke up, I drove from like, I don't know, I guess it was like 3.30 or 4 to 7.00. And then I had to sleep again. <laughs> I drove and I slept for like two hours and then drove like two more hours and slept another hour. It was just like all day of sleeping and driving. I don't think I have the constitution to do that shit. I can't hang. I might if I didn't eat McBacon Extreme <laughs> Spanish Burger or whatever the fuck I just ate before I got here. 
but yeah whatever perversion of <laughs> food you would eat. i mean that takes a serious uh what's the word i'm looking for gumption gumption to go from to you know town to town by yourself doing the driving doing the you're the roadie and mm-hmm. you're the performer when you get there you have to be rested enough to not suck totally that's yeah well, yep. I couldn't. I I got to the gig um, in Albuquerque here on the west side, and I was like, I was like an hour or two early, and I was like, I'm gonna have plenty of time to get washed up. This is great. I'm in plenty of time. I'm gonna go in the bathroom there and like put in my contact lenses, brush my hair, maybe shave a little bit, you know. Put whatever. your face on. Yeah. And I get out of my car, and I somebody like had their. They came up to me, and they're like, "You're being mugged." And he had his finger like against my back. And I thought it was a gun or whatever. And he was like, you're being mugged. Just stay calm. And I was like, oh, my God. I've been in Albuquerque for 10 minutes. And Welcome I'm already home. getting ru- mugged again. And I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. And it was actually my friend Andy. He's like, you you like lost your edge since you've been in California. I was like, oh, man. What an <laughs> got <asshole>. me. Yeah. <laughs> your friend Andy's a real piece of work. <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't hide. Yeah, he didn't react to my assault very well. I didn't scream. I just, I was actually ready. I was getting ready to throw an elbow. I was like, I stayed calm because, you know, you get yeah. in those situations. And you're like, all right, just stay calm. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to throw down. And he was like, relax, it's me. And I was like, oh, my God. It would have so, been awesome if you broke a rib or something. <laughs> That's what he gets. The boy who cried wolf. I know? think he saw I think he saw my arm, my right arm go up. And I was like, I think he was like, oh, oh, oh. He was like, don't do anything. Damn. But then, yeah, so then I get into the gig. And, you know, him and I are hanging out. We have a beer. And then the sound guy shows up. He was a super cool guy. And uh, we had to do the sound check. Did the sound check. Some more friends showed up. Before I know it, it's time to hit the stage. I don't, I have my glasses on. I look like shit. I look total like shit. And I saw some video footage. I was like, man, look at that. I sounded good, though. I mean, it was a good show. It just what? gives you mystique. If you look like <laughs> shit, it's like, uh, who's that? Post Malone. That guy looks like shit. He's got, <laughs> I don't know who that is. He's a rapper. He's yeah. got the words he's... always tired tattooed on his <laughs> nice. face. Yeah, yeah. And he's like a big, goofy, out of shape white guy. He's nice. wielded He's wielded the tired look into a career. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I could do that. I've never really heard his music. I don't know anything about him. It's but, hot garbage. But... I mean, I would assume that, judging the book by its cover, but... <laughs> Yeah. Things happen. Right. But yeah, so what, what what are you finding out there? I mean, okay, so have what you is found the American dream? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say I play a lot of breweries all over the world, yeah. you know? And Marble Brewery seriously is like one of the best that I've ever played played at. The beer is amazing there. Um I don't care what anybody says. I love it. Yeah, the beer's all right. I had a I had a run in there once. I'm not I'm not the biggest fan, but I'm trying to let old grudges go yeah i know what you mean man i I played a show there with a band with no name uh sean keys was out of town or something he couldn't he had a family thing or something and couldn't make it to the gig so like i had like a week and i like put verses of my own to their songs and shit and it was fun cool yeah crash course and being like i'm gonna join the band real quick just to see if i could do it worked out pretty well and so what happened at Marble where you have some beef? Oh, I don't know. It's I've, I've told this story. I don't know if I've told it on the podcast. I feel like you might have mentioned it once. Yeah, I went there. I'd only been there one or two times before. And I went there. Uh, I met some friends. And I walked up. A friend handed me a bottle of beer with Marble's logo on it that was open. So I started drinking it. And then I finished it. And then a guy 
came out and said, you're not allowed to do that here. Like, what? Do what? And I didn't realize it was packaged and that you weren't supposed to open it there. But I didn't, I mean, I just walked up and was handed a beer by my friend. I thought he had just bought me a beer at the bar. I didn't know. It's an honest mistake. And then like another hour or two went by and uh, it was like, it was the end of the night. And so I went in, I was going to have another beer before I left and I waited at the end of the bar and I waited and other people came up and they got served and left <laughs> and I, gradually my mood became more dour. I was looking around <laughs> kind of like, what the fuck? And uh-huh. like the, a manager or something comes up. I, I've been told that you were cut off. Like Whoa. cut off? I had one beer like two hours ago. Why am I cut off? <laughs> Like, uh, and she, and she said, well, come with me and I'll show you. I, I wasn't, my tone was definitely not that nice. <laughs> I will admit that, but <laughs> that's basically what I said. Yeah. And so she walked me out to the, the patio and it's different now. There's a stage out there and two levels, but back in the day it was one level. And I remember when it first opened. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, uh, there's a sign at the edge that says no alcohol beyond this point. Like I, I wasn't beyond that point. Why are you showing me that? Uh-huh. And uh, what did she say? I can't remember what she said. She said something, some sort of flippant remark. Again, my tone was not uh, jovial. It was not amiable at the time. (laughs) So she's probably justified to tell me to fuck off. But at this point, I get pissed, and this I do not. Uh, I do not stand behind these actions. I just grabbed a beer off the table from somebody, and I wasn't even drunk. I was just belligerently pissed and a little asshole. <laughs> and I, I took the beer, like chugged like half of it, threw the glass up in the air, and walked out, which is pretty awesome, kind of. I don't know. I feel conflicted about it. <laughs> and I hadn't gone back since until we played that show. And now that I've told this publicly, I'll probably not welcome there anymore. Ever again. I'm it. sure they have a sense of humor about it, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. I, that, that's well, the only bar I've ever been kicked out of. All ever. I would say is like, there was a misunderstanding. You reacted to it the way you did. There you go. Right. I don't stand behind those. I had a bad experience when they first opened, too. It was like, uh, I think it was 2009 or so. And it was just that one location downtown. And mm-hmm. it was, I would watch the band. I was being happy and, you know, jovial and going along. And then um, somebody pull, asked me to pull out my banjo. And we were all sitting there, and the band's not playing anymore. Nothing's going on. It was late at night. I'm playing my banjo, and some dude that worked there, he's just like, so you need to leave with that banjo or whatever. And I was like, what? And everybody was like, he's entertaining us. So it's really, this is really nice, you know? He's an anti-banjoist. I guess he didn't like banjo or he didn't like me or whatever. So I, you know, I stayed away from the place for a while, but man, yeah. that beer, though. Oh, their their product is their product is a number one. That's what was I nice. Dispute that one time about touring, and we were playing in Flagstaff, uh, Hops on Birch. I don't. They don't. Do they book anybody anymore? Uh, I don't know. That, I don't know that place actually. Uh, do you ever play in Flagstaff? I play in Pla- Flagstaff. Yeah, Where do you play? I used to play at the the what's it called the Hotel Monte Vista. Monte Vista. I used to play there all the time. They that loved place me. is fucking crazy. But now they don't want to book me at all. So I don't I don't know if they like turned it into an electronic. That literally like, turned. That's what happened at Hops on Birch. They yeah. we were getting shows there and they were good, well yeah. paying, lots of people, lots of drinks, free drinks. Right. And yeah, they just stopped booking us. All of a sudden, they said we're not booking out of town bands anymore. They just wrote me back a really curt letter message the other day or a couple months ago when I was trying to get in there. They just said, we're not interested, you know? Like, they've been, usually they, they write back and say, yeah, we don't have that date available or whatever, but this time they're just, like, we're not interested. 
Huh. And I was like, okay, well, you were interested a while ago, and now you're not, so whatever. But you know how in the, I don't know, music, especially the booking industry, like the people, turnover is so quick. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. It's a totally. brand new manager that's doing it, and it's, yeah. I should write him back. Do you know who you're talking to? Right now? <laughs> do you have any idea who you're dealing with, motherfucker? I, lo- I would love to do that. Somebody, somebody did that to me the other day in Colorado. She was. What? She she wrote she said something like, it took like four weeks for her to write back, first of all. You'll never she, work in this town again. And was <laughs> it was like somewhere in Telluride or something. I've never played Telluride before, but huh, not uh, Ass Pen. <laughs> no, not Ass Pen. And uh <laughs> those ski towns can be a little uh, No, I'm not worried about the ski towns. I'm never gonna go and play when there's snow on the ground in Colorado. That will not happen. But um she just she just wrote me back, she's like this isn't going to work for me. And I was just like, I wanted to just write back. And I used to. When I was younger, I used to write like really nasty messages back to people who were nasty. never picked up a stranger's beer and threw it across the room. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to write back, why do you have to have such a curt attitude with me right now? I have, I have not done anything to you. I, I had this whole message that I wrote out, and then I was just like, it's not worth it. I used to burn a lot of bridges way back in the day. Word. Yeah. I just don't even do it anymore. It, is not, it usually just doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no point other than brief satisfaction of feeling righteous, but then totally. everyone else just thinks you're an asshole. Totally. And it's, yeah, I mean, up for debate. <laughs> half I'm just gonna half let, and half. Yeah. I'm just going to let her be a jerk on her own little island by herself. Because yeah. That won't get her no. far either. Jerk At Island. I hope not. That sounds like a jerk island. terrible TV show. That sounds like a uh, like a like a gay porn parody of a reality show. <laughs> jerk. So, or it just or it just sounds like a Jamaican show about jerk food. <laughs> that brings me jerk to my Island. next. Uh, that brings me to my next point. Welcome to Jerk Island. I was on the Twitter, right? Oh and, boy, uh, is it the Twitter now? Uh, well, I I talk weird. It's like the I think internet. I picked that up from uh, what's her name, Starfire from uh, Teen Titans. She talks <laughs> like that. Anyway. Um, so Rip Torn died, right? And yeah, R.I.P. I distinctly remember him dying about a decade ago. I even remember uh, them there being talk about a tribute to him in some way being in Men in Black Three, right? So however long that came out, he I thought died before that. Okay. And so I tweeted this, like, is anybody else having some Mandela effect with this shit? Are you familiar with the Mandela effect? I was just explaining that the other day. It's an amazing thing. Yeah, phenomenon. Yeah. Right. And so Usually they use the Berenstain Bears, Berenstain Bears. Berenstain. It was Berenstain. Or or it's named for a a lot of people remember Nelson Mandela dying in prison. Right. But that's what it's yeah. named for. I right. don't. I don't. Don't remember that. I don't remember it that way. But a lot of people do. But so I, I tweeted about that. Had some interactions. A bunch of people were like, "Yeah, what the fuck? I remember that too." Um, and then this guy actually, it's called uh, whatever actually. some syndrome. It's, actually, and it's actually not weird at all. It's actually a perfectly normal thing. That's what the syndrome's named after. False memories. Can like, we get t-shirts that say that? Actually, <laughs> it's just ellipses. Like, well, it's still weird. You can't tell me it's not weird. Yeah. I'm experiencing it, and it's weird. It's and there's weird. other people who are agreeing with you. Right. It sounds like, yeah. Our experience is weird. Your explanation might be perfectly scientifically sound, but making babies is weird. We know how that works, and or, it's fucking or, weird or still. More, more importantly, <laughs> how many 
particles of dark matter are passing right through you right this moment. Very weird. Yeah, that shit's super That's weird. Super bizarre. So we yeah back and forth, and he and I just say okay, word, whatever. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue with you <laughs> over the semantics of what's weird or not. <laughs> And so I'm like, who is this guy anyway? I click on his profiles to check out what he's all about, and it's just clips of hardcore gay porn. Whoa. <laughs> what? And like, I, the disconnect there. I was like, what? how is this what you, all you post, but then you go argue with people about, like, the scientific... It's very strange juxtaposition. He might be making money off of posting the... Oh, maybe. But that's that's the you, only other thing I can think wouldn't of. Wouldn't you just use a different account? For your to have your personal, maybe he forgot he was logged. In. Maybe I did <laughs> he that. Forgot he was logged in. I did that. Did once. You argue with somebody with the bat wings for lab rats? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Worse, when I worked at the vape place, oh, I, I ran their Twitter thing and I commented like some angsty, angry shit on somebody's thing, like tearing them down and belittling them and like. I'd noticed it right away, though, and deleted it, and nothing came of it. But I was it's, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's out there forever. Yeah, somebody <laughs> probably has it. Hey, but. so here's the thing. Here's the funny thing. So I'm drinking um, an, an 18-year-old scotch, right? We've known each other longer than this scotch. We have, around. huh? Yeah, yeah. We've known each other for like 20 years now. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Um, so in that time, have you, have, you, have you found the internets, the interwebs to affect what you, what you're doing, totally. touring, being a musician, all that stuff. To enter, I use this story all the time. Do you remember when you first put my music on the internet for me? Because I wasn't, I didn't do it. You okay. did. Okay. You were the first person to put my music on the internet in Probably. Like 2000, 2001, maybe. Do you owe him royalties? Well, he, <laughs> remember you were talking to the, was it the Showtime people? Uh, maybe for like a minute. I remember something because like that I think happening. they were they were wanting to use one of my songs for the Weed soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Remember that? And we didn't know what Weeds was at the time. Yeah, it hadn't even been created yet. The show hadn't even started yet. But the that's wild. One that, of the yeah. producers was interested in using my music, and I was just like, and you were like, "Are you cool with that?" And I was like, "I think that'd be fine. Sure, you know." Yeah. And then it got like got to the last stage, and I guess the director chose was different not, music yeah damn. they used that old folk song or whatever but uh, damn right man that was like a that would have been a miracle i would have been that like another great. case of the shins over here <laughs> yeah, yeah right? or something but yeah you were the one that first I got me on the internet i think vaguely remember that i vaguely remember that yeah so 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 has it changed what you thought you'd be doing with music i guess i mean another, i mean i just have fun with it um with the social media thing and i did you know my website i just and just have fun with it. I don't I, know if it's really impacting my fan base really at all. Yeah. Um, because I'll like post that, like my tour poster. I put that up, paid for promotion. You know, there's like 120 likes or 100 likes or whatever. But yet, a lot of my fans are like, I didn't know you were playing in Albuquerque this week. You know, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. where are you playing at? And it's like, right. I wait, found is that this really too. doing anything? Yeah. Like, I don't know if. Because these are avid, like, social media users, yeah. yet they don't know... The, the, here's the thing. You have to really participate in it hard. So what I did was, as soon as you posted up your... Which is a great thing to do, your photo of all your tour dates. Right. I just took a screenshot, and mm-hmm. then I've saved my screenshot, and then, then that's what I've used as my guide. I'm like, right. he's in town these days. and Right. You know, so now I know where he's at, and yeah, I'm tracking you, stalker. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate to break the news like that. <laughs> this here podcast. On, on a podcast. 
podcast <laughs> is vehemently anti-stalking. Oh yes, it is. We are anti-stalker. It's not safe for you or your the person you're stalky. Right. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Um, there I'm gonna go. have to say something. I think my mic stand needs a little bit of adjust adjustment. Yes. Which way? Please In hold which some Viagra or something. It's losing its. Oh oh oh! It probably is. It's getting a little flaccid here on us. Go ahead and do the tightness. twist now. Do the twist. Yeah. I know when you do this on KUNM, they get really mad. I, I've adjusted my mic on KUNM before. Have you? And they like freak out. Like, oh my god, you're gonna blow everybody's speakers. <laughs> like adjusting the mic. That's we don't thing. give a shit. We're goddamn for, amateurs. For such a granola place, they are very uptight. <laughs> I love KUNM, though. I do, too. I'm not going to talk shit about I'm KUNM. I'm not talking yeah. shit. I'm but just Yeah, you're like, right. They all are. All radio stations are just like... They're very uptight. They kind of are. Uh, yeah. I think you I, I co-hosted beat. Street Beat once did, with Nick I believe Fury. You did. I believe you did. I, I vaguely remember something like that happening. Yeah. It's like that memory... Until I started thinking about KUNM, it just came back. To we me. did one when the it's big weird. Los Alamos fire was happening. You were there. At oh my KUNM. god, that's right. We were on it like two o'clock in the morning. Or yeah, something, right? it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I drove out from like Rio Rancho to go get that done. Like, yeah, and I don't remember, even remember was, what I was doing. It what was Know It All. Do? Jim Jaffe was the DJ. Know It All. Jim Jaffe. He was yeah, like, he knew everything about music. You could say like. You know, like what? What's this song? You know, and he know exactly who it was, who produced the, you know, the recording, and he was okay. crazy. Okay, so let's run through the thing real quick. So you grew up in Virginia. Okay, and then uh-huh. you moved out to Albuquerque when I think ninety seven. Ninety seven. Okay, uh-huh. and I met you probably ninety nine. Okay, yeah, at the Blue Dragon. At the Blue Dragon, which lived until about two thousand and three, four, five. Uh, no, it was like there. almost eight, nine, two thousand nine. Oh wow! Was, I think okay. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's when I fell off. Real quick, then, my favorite Blue Dragon memory, playing Trivial Pursuit, finding a card, sports category, in what sport do you rack your balls? <laughs> <laughs> the answer being billiards or pool. Oh, oh, I right. thought it was fatherhood. I was thinking, I was thinking all of them. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Whichever one you didn't wear a cup to, dumbass. <laughs> so then you're in Albuquerque till... Um, till next Monday. No, no, no. But uh, you you lived from in oh, Albuquerque from ninety seven till till like two thousand nine. That's when Robin kicked me out. Okay. Yeah. And then you moved to. Um, I was on in my van for like three or four years. I just wandered around the country in my van for okay. like three or four years, and then awesome. I ended up in Virginia again. I gave Virginia another try. Yeah. Had a nervous breakdown. Okay. That was two thousand thirteen. Okay. And then I moved to San Diego. Uh, 2013. And you have pretty much, there. that's been your home base. That's been the home base. Sometime. I travel about three or four months out of the year um, playing music and then just stay in San Diego the rest of the year. Okay, that's just to catch people up into like how how deep this thread goes of like, I've known this guy since 99. So That's there, an amazing thing. Like, I don't think a lot of people have known each, not known people for 20 years and been friends and like... And kept you in know, touch. Kept or, in touch, yeah. Man, I... Uh, I realized the other day, I looked at the date, and I was like, oh, shit, this is the day that we drove to Phoenix, me and my buddy Dan and his mom and our friend (laughs) John Bear, who moved to North Carolina when we were, fuck, unprofessional, moved to North Carolina when we were like, uh, uh, I don't know, ninth grade, I think, Um, 10th grade, 11th grade, one of those grades. North Carolina. Anyway, 1999, 20 years ago. Uh, on July 6th, we drove to Phoenix and saw Dave Matthews Band. Right? Holy shit. Yuck. <laughs> well, you know. But that was 20 fucking years ago. That's amazing. That's yeah. crazy. That is wild. That's exactly 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah. 
Damn. Then, you know, I still like Dave Matthews Band. The fans <laughs> of Dave Matthews Band, the atmosphere is garbage. And I don't understand it because they're pretty good. Do Maybe they, they're not. Are they still I'm, making records and stuff? I think so, yeah. yeah. I think I heard I something think he new ever recently. Yeah, 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 he's relentless. No, I mean, I'm just kidding. Yeah, he's a talented dude. I mean, I never was into them. I mean, his drummer is the best drummer in the world, yeah, right? right? That is like, badass. yeah, without, yeah. A, without an argument right there. Yeah, that and then Beaufort. And then Tim Reynolds is like the most amazing guitar Incredible player. Incredible acoustic yeah. guitarist. Yeah. Yeah. He lives in uh, Santa Fe. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I had, I used to work with his sound engineer a little bit. I watched him play Dennis Kucinich rally UNM. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tim Reynolds. Tim Reynolds. Interesting Tim Reynolds. with all his loopers and stuff. Uh-huh. Going on. Yeah, oh, he yeah. just played like three songs, like you know. Yeah, yeah. After the speech or before it or something. <laughs> probably after. They probably wanted to keep people there for the speech and. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. I think you're right. I think the frat kids and the sorority girls yeah. kind of ruined Dave Matthews. And I don't get why that had to happen. Well, it's I, the same thing with that song Wagon Wheel. They took that oh, song. Fraternity man. people and the sorority girls like took that song. And I announced whenever I play that show now, I'd be like, the frat people and the sorority people cannot have this song. I've had it since <laughs> 2004 or five. It's and I've just been playing this before anybody ever heard it. And yeah. you can't have this song. Fuck. No. Yeah. There's like so many things that happen. I mean, like that, that even happens if that can happen to Rage Against the Machine. They they called one of their it's their live DVD or live album or something was called like uh, Pancake Party at the Frat Festival or something like that. <laughs> was like it? just talking shit wow. about their own audience. Nice. Like, How the fuck did Love this it. happen? This is everything we're against. <laughs> right. And they just turned us into it. How totally. did this? Fuck. Yeah. Why do we not like the frat thing so much? What is like? It's it's not it's not that we don't like it. It's just the vibe that comes with it. So I I've been. I've been in an altered state in Las Vegas, right? And whenever you get, like, a a bunch of bro dudes together, Uh the vibe is really aggressive. Like, it's way too much. There's, like, like a one-upsmanship. The mob mentality kicks in, huh? Yeah. Well, it's mob mentality with dick measuring. And when you have those two things, they don't... Nothing good can come of that. And I I don't... You know, I guess I want to generalize because I will now generalize. Uh, <laughs> that that genre of person, they're not nuanced or interesting or thoughtful. It's just they're... I mean, they they are, but whenever you're dealing with them in a group like that, right. that's not when they're at, right. their, at their peak. As right. individuals, <laughs> they can be great. But I've always thought that. People as individuals are great. As a group, we're kind of shitty. I mean, that's the like, same yeah. with anyone. It's the same with, like, punk rockers or whatever. Right. Now, I'll argue it's probably worse with the frat crowd, <laughs> but maybe that's just my personal well, the, preference. The, the, the results can be uh, maybe more heavily negative. Right. You know, just like with corrupt cops. <laughs> I just feel like maybe the frat stuff and the sorority stuff is not... There's no diehard, like, I just like this, and I'm always going to like this. It's, like, really fleeting kind of mm-hmm. taste. It's like, yeah, this is cool for now. And then, yeah, like, next week, if it's not cool, then it's like, oh, yeah, we never liked that. Well, right. yeah, they don't... I don't think they like things the way... By the same criteria. Mm-hmm. It's not about the thing and whether you like it. It's just stuff that's there to fill... What can we do drugs and fuck to? I mean, I'm not going to say that's that different from what I'm doing. (laughs) I can relate to that. (laughs) You know. But I I would hope that you're like, what can I do drugs, fuck to, and smash the state also? Yeah. Or, yeah. Or what can I do drugs, fuck to, and enter deep contemplations about the 
Understanding of the universe and existence. Yeah, that yeah. kind of shit. That kind of thing. You know, that's what I'm into. <laughs> you know, those small topics. <laughs> Quasars and what did you guys say? Black, dark matter. Dark matter passing through, through us you? right now. Yeah. Just passing through you. It's just like, hey, what's up? It's like through my skull, through my glass, through my delicious whiskey. Didn't even know. Just probably didn't even enjoy it. Just passed right through. How much dark matter is, is running through us all the time? Do we know? Quite a bit, I How think. How do you measure the muchness of dark matter? Well, you that's, can't weigh that's, it. That's a tough one. It doesn't that's have volume. So that's, so that's what's the problem here. So the they're problem running, with everything. They're running, they're running tests of, of what we know in the universe to exist. And and how it should exist, and they're finding that they're for all the empty space and the volumeless void of space. There's a lot of uncounted, you know, uh, something that's uncounted for in the universe. Yeah, you know, that's out there. That's so that remainder. They're just calling it dark matter. Well, there's something like that. There's dark here, dark matter, antimatter. Like there's a couple of different. Things that these boil subatomic particles that they boil down to, you know. Now, which one's the one in that like uh, the collider? The uh, no, the hedron collider. Yeah, I was gonna say that that movie with uh, Tom Hanks where he has the mullet and wears the dark suit and solves uh, like Catholic crimes. What you know what I'm talking about? Angels and demons. Yeah. Huh. In that movie, there's like a dark matter bomb or an antimatter bomb that like a terrorist uses to attack the Vatican or something. Odd. I don't know. I I never. I only saw the first one and then yeah, I was they're like, not very good. I was like, that's good. Yeah. I probably watched it mostly. I watched it for Audrey Tatao and and Tom Hanks. You know, I noticed the other day that every time Tom Hanks tweets, he signs it Hanks with an X. And I can't tell if that's because he's really cool or because he's old and has to sign it like when an old person signs a text. <laughs> like when your grandma or texts an email, you. an email. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, she's like, make sure to take out the trash, dash grandma. <laughs> right. It's like, I know it's you, <laughs> yeah, grandma. Yeah. I have your phone Love number. Love your yeah. grandma. There's a, there's a caller ID here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Everything's like a formal letter with older people, right? Yeah. Hey, Rob. This is Martin. How are you doing today? Mm. I was just wondering what time you're gonna. It's like all oh, like yeah. I can't just be like, what time are we doing this? <laughs> yeah. So so the internet hasn't affected your, hasn't so much influenced what you're doing. You're still doing what you're doing. I mean, if mm-hmm. you had to s- throw a number just for shits and grins, mm-hmm. what, what would you say this is the tour number that you've done? Oh, number of tours I've done? Yeah, I mean, what would this fall? So this would this be is number like, like... So I started performing publicly under Fast Heart Mart right. in 1999. Okay. Um, and I've probably done... This is probably tour number at least... It's probably 25. I would say 25. I've Easily. Done at least Easily. two... Like, one tour every year and two tours, you know, sometimes... You know, depending on what you call a tour, I guess. Right. Like, even a weekend tour sometimes... So it's probably approaching fifty if you count the weekend tours or whatever. Easily, but, easily, yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm just I'm just saying that just so again we know how deep the deep the roots run because yeah. I, I know that you're constantly moving, you're constantly, you know, trying to 
perform and play places and, and different types of places. It's not always just, I mean, right now you said it's pretty brewery heavy, but I know you've done like I do a elementary lot of farmers, schools. It's like farmer's markets. I do a lot of farmer's markets. Like yeah. 50% of what I do is farmer's markets these days. Awesome. That's why I'm playing so much banjo, honestly, is because it goes over so well at the, the farmer's markets. Yeah. Um, and breweries. It goes over well at breweries. Um, and then uh, I drive in a Toyota Prius and I don't have the space for a guitar and a banjo necessarily. So I just bring the banjo and then I'll play... I mean, I'll play a lot of whatever. Yeah, I'll play elementary schools or uh, I've even played speakeasies or like super, like super CD speakeasies where it's like a real speakeasy. <laughs> yeah. There's one in Denver that played once. Uh, Why would they need that to just because they don't want to pay for a liquor license? Well, it's like or... cocaine and stuff is happening oh, in there. Ooh. Stuff like really hard drugs, which I, I don't, gotcha. you know, I don't imbibe in that stuff for, but... Um, do you yeah. do uh do you find yourself doing any like older 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 I do songs? seniors oh I do senior centers if you were gonna say older crowds no but no, I do no but, but like older sometimes. songs like for that yeah. one there's like isn't there there's a cocaine there's a blues cocaine song there's play, like a cocaine uh, any, Jones, yeah anything yeah, Woody Guthrie rye whiskey <laughs> rye <laughs> right. whiskey you know any like those are those are kind of prohibition era hits. oh you're talking like early like, like way old songs yeah okay. old because I was old, thinking you were talking about my, my old songs I was gonna play one of my old songs today yeah that I wrote in 1999 yeah that. it's called New Mexico absolutely yeah. no Perfect. no yeah. I just mean in that speakeasy kind oh of um, yeah no I play some of those old stuff that old stuff I love Woody yeah. Guthrie of course yeah, yeah. I play some old you, you Woody tailor Guthrie your stuff. set to the audience. Yeah, kind of. Um, I've got about like fifty-five songs in my my live repertoire right now that I can kind of tailor to an audience. I feel like it's impossible for. Uh, I mean, I say this, and then somebody's gonna prove me wrong, but I think it's impossible for a musician to be sharp and like super sharp on more than fifty-five songs. It's just mm-hmm. really, it'd be difficult. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's a lot. It's yeah, a lot. It is hard. Yeah, you'd um, have to kind of pra- break that up and practice them every other week or something just to. You know, so, totally. Or and the I, other day practice period. Whatever I mean, bands like you know, like huge string cheese incident level bands. They have time all while they're traveling to mm-hmm. work out an arrangement. Yeah, because somebody else is doing the, the booking night. and the promoting. Yeah, they're all they playing. have to do yeah. is hang out, and then if they want to, they can work on something. And, totally, you know. But honestly, some of that jam band stuff, you listen to the, you know, they, they're doing a song and it's just kind of watered down. It's not yeah. that great. A lot of noodling. Of it's, yeah. yeah. I feel like if I'm going to do something, I want to do it really, you know. There, really in, the, in the jam band, it's like uh, in that, that fandom community, mm-hmm. it's like uh, the success of a song is the length. Like they played a 38 minute version of Fire on the Mountain, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right, and right, that's yeah. what's good about it is right. that it was 38 minutes. I guess that's true, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the criteria. That's kind of an, I've, it. It's kind of an art form, though. I've I guess. never, no, I've I mean, never known that. I think it's. I mean, it's cool, a long version, but that's not the only. I like, remember going to a Shins concert right when they broke it big, and it was the first concert they played in Albuquerque after they got signed to Sub Pop. Yeah. And this like wig, we called them Wigglers, the the jam band dancers. We called them Wigglers. I don't know if they still do that, but this Wiggler dude. He just yells out after one of their songs, because their songs are like two and a half minutes, you know? And he goes, your songs are too short. <laughs> <laughs> your songs are too short, man. <laughs> he was like talking to his girlfriend. He was like, I could barely get my groove on before the song's over. 
No. <laughs> he's he, not he's, wrong. He's apparently never heard uh, Scared of Chaka. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys like would, punk band or something? Yeah, they were from here. They would do like really quick, you know, there's maybe 90-second like, songs. There's sometimes. like 100 songs on their record. Yeah. Because like, they're all yeah, like 30 seconds. 20, long. and you're like, I got through. I got 30 minutes of music. I remember when they played with, he- or when we played with Head P.E., uh, they played... They had a song that was just like super fast punk song. It's like 30 seconds long. And they just played it twice. They're like, let's just play that again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, what's, I mean, what's, what's, how long does a song have to be or how short does it have to be? I don't I don't there's a rule. I, I, people tend to look on anything longer than six or seven minutes as self indulgent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, I, I feel like if you've created a, a musical journey worthy of going on, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like, I'm sorry, but Guns N' Roses did with November Rain. Like that. That's, I love that song. That's, that's an How incredible. How long is that? That's like a seven or eight minute song. Yeah, it's good. And so they, you know, they, they take you on a journey. It's worth going on. You're excited about it. I'll go on that it's, journey. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great. It's a good one. So if you can justify it, you can do it. But I think. You know, the, obviously the attention span, three minutes, you know. Yeah, I think two and a half to three and a half minutes. I know when you, like, submit it. your music to distribute online, whether it's through CD Baby or whatever, yeah. they always ask, are any of these songs over ten minutes? Because oh. then I guess it's, like, another category or oh. something. Uh, <laughs> like a Sun Ra category? <laughs> <laughs> you if, you don't, if you don't understand that reference, go look Sun Ra up. That man is... A madman. <laughs> yeah, I was. That's weird because I was just thinking about him for the first time in years yesterday. Yeah, it's very strange. I constantly think about him because I don't quite get it all the way, but I, I, I like I, it. I appreciate it's, the fuck uh, out of it. I wish I could have seen some of this live in the heyday of whatever. Absolutely, was going on same there. thing with Funkadelic. Like, yeah, don't yeah. you wish you were there for Funkadelic's? Like, you know, man, time I in the sun. And I was talking to my friend the other day. I don't understand how. You guys ever do psychedelics and perform? I tried. Only the one time. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. I never, I never got to the one time. because I got like halfway through the performance and just put my guitar down. I was like, I'm Dude, done. Rhythm, this rhythm. Isn't really, this isn't doing anything for me right now. I'm just going to go. Rhythm huh? was so tough. <laughs> yeah, even my drummer right. was on them too. And even though the drummer was on them too, it was still really yeah, hard, hard to stay in time. Like Smashing Pumpkins used to do that shit all the time. They do mushrooms. Every night of their tour. Oh How my the god, fuck do you do that, that? Right. amazing. Well, because you probably get used to yeah. doing that type of thing while you're in that. Well, and right. if you've ever state. if you've ever done psychedelics and then tried to turn around and do it the next day, it doesn't really work. It's, well, I mean, it works kind of, but it's the, not the same intensity. Here's the thing: I knew how good I was at music by how totally trashed we would get in practice, and then if I could recreate that totally trashed. At a show. That's the mm. key. You got to do both trashed or both not trashed. Yeah. My science teacher in 10th grade taught me that. <laughs> Drunk memory or whatever? Drunk yeah, recall? It's like, if you're going to, if you're going to get high and study, then you have to get high when you take the test. That's <laughs> what she told us. And she's right. That's true, huh? You got to be in the same state of mind. That's kind of true. And it's probably still better overall if you don't get high either time. But right. Or if, yeah, you, if you're sober both both times but if you if you were high when you studied you better get high when you take the test that's all that's I'm good saying. point <laughs> but yeah i don't know yeah I, um oh i did have to okay so for a minute there i had to go completely sober it was you uh, did yeah 
And when was that? You had to? I, I just, I, 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 I crossed the line that I was like, you know, let's rein that shit in. I've definitely done it many times. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely been and, sober years for sure. But I had to play a show sober just uh-huh. the, in, in the duo <laughs> thing, right? Yeah. It took 20 minutes before I finally got the high. You know, usually if you have like a beer or two or whatever, and then you jump on stage, right. a drink or two, and then you're like on stage and you're like, right. I'm high, it's good, I'm good, you know, whatever. But yeah, 20 minutes in, once I almost like broke a sweat, then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I got the high. Did there those we first go. four songs, was it, did it feel like when you have that dream, at least the dream I always have, when you <laughs> show up to the show and you don't know the words and you have to... It, no, it was just more like pushing it, try to, you know, like, I'm enjoying this, this is great, this is pretty good. You didn't feel, like, totally alien, like, panic, like, who am I? What am I doing? Well, I feel that all the time, but not... (laughs) No, and that's why we drink, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. No, 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 and that, no, it was, I just found it interesting to see how long it took before that moment of, like, euphoria comes, the the performance euphoria that you get, because I feel like you get it all the time, no matter what, every time you perform. Like, you just, it's kind of why you do it. Like, it's kind of why I do it. Like, it's not chasing the white pony, but it's definitely, or the white dragon or whatever the, I don't know. Chasing the, the dragon. I yeah. Think, you know, it's not, it's not chasing the dragon, but it's definitely something that makes the overall experience one of the best experiences ever to be had in life, you know? I, I, I will never, ever, ever, even though I've lost the faith, Ever say performing is not one of the greatest things I've ever been a part of. Oh, I need to do it again. You're giving me the... the That's what I'm here for, the, the tingles. Chills. The tingles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The resentful chills. <laughs> yeah, no, it keeps... It, yeah, it keeps and, meaning in my life. And sure, you find it in different situations. I mean, we were talking about, like, with elementary schools. I mean, the mm-hmm. kids, like, whatever the age are, teenagers to children, like, when, mm-hmm. you, play, when you play music for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, when we played at El Dorado... Oh, that shit man. was great. I High don't remember school? how that got set up or whatever, but they had some kind of... I still find people who talk about it to this really? day. Like in my bar, yeah. Where well, is El Dorado? Is that the... It's um, Montgomery Eastern. and Tabo. Montgomery. Oh, yeah. That's way up there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sexy. That's a big high school. Yeah. Is that where you guys went to school or what? No. no. Who... Did anybody go there? Um, Or did we just knew somebody that was teacher there? Or maybe Phil went there. Phil might have gone there. Oh, maybe. I think because he was younger, he might have still known his music teacher or something, and that's how we got. Was he even in the band in that at that point? (laughs) I think so. Pretty sure. Pretty sure he was. I don't remember, but it was. I think we had our album and shit by then because we were selling it there. We had shirts and stuff, so we were. I mean, here's, it, here's yeah. what I can tell you. I played in the mid-school jazz band, like in eighth grade, you know, at the end of mid-school, right before high school. Which was out in Rio Rancho? Did you go to... No, no, no. I was in Gallup at the time. Oh, but, yeah, right. All right. But the jazz band would go to the elementary schools, and we'd play for the, you know, elementary schools. Yeah. Great time. Amazing. Rock time. star status. It was so fun. It was totally a fun thing to do. And I did. I jumped off the stage a couple times because I was playing bass guitar in that. I was playing bass guitar for that. So I was holding down the low end and So do you wanna say something about this next song, Cheap and Sunny? What did what, like what's the title about? I was traveling up in um Seattle, Washington, uh, on tour. And somebody asked me, why do you live in Albuquerque, New Mexico? And they were being kind of snide about it. because we've got good meth. <laughs> the best. This is way before, what was that show called? Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad came out. 
We had good meth before that. This is pre Breaking Bad. (laughs) And I said, I said to him, I thought about it for a second. And I was like, I live in Albuquerque because it's cheap and sunny. And you can be a real artist there. base of like three and four year olds right now yeah um, nice. and they just love it and their parents buy the cd because the kids love it and then the, par- the parents will tell me like a few months later he has to or she has to listen to this cd constantly in the car or else she gets has a fit no you know and then they come and hear me play and they're like dancing around and i'm like 
I've never wanted to be a children's singer. I'm really reluctant to even like, approach that. To go that down the Raffi, the Raffi hole? Yeah, because like, they're going to start <laughs> expecting me to show up, you know, like not drink a beer here, here and there right. or whatever. But, right. Um, Open with a prayer and shit. But, God yeah, they, damn it. Yeah. I can't believe that my phone is still making noises. <laughs> That's hilarious. But I'm these sorry. kids, man, I mean, it's it's cool because if you think of it, they don't have any kind of like sense of um, what's cool and what's not. They're just pure. They're soaking it in. They're yes. enjoying it. Totally. Yeah. So I'm like thrilled to like to get the three and four year olds going on. You know? nope. I mean, yeah, but kids are dumb. Let's not <laughs> overlook that. <laughs> hey, guess what? So are adults. <laughs> yeah, but kids are frustratingly dumb. I don't know. I think it's funny to talk shit about kids. Uh, Ari Shafir, comedian, he's got a, a bit. Children are garbage, and he just explains. I don't know. I'm not going to do his bit, but I remember Louis C.K. be like, "Why are we afraid of this? Our our, our child? We're like afraid of her right now. She's throwing a fit, and we're acting like we're afraid. We could right. totally kick her ass." You know? right. If a if a full grown adult just refused to put on their shoes when you're trying to go somewhere, that person's a fucking asshole. And guess what? They're walking out to the car without shoes on. Yeah, yeah. I I, I find that funny dealing with drunk people is like dealing with toddlers That's all the true, time. That's true, huh? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All the time. It's very I one similar. Time, yeah. One time I had to put on my big boy pants, you know, and just tell everybody, like, this shit isn't funny. We could get closed down. If you want to enjoy drinking here, you better start fucking acting like an adult. It was. Let's a, make a distinction. We're talking about amateur drunks. We're not talking about, like, professional, like, right, people right. who know what they're doing. No. Like, do not get stupid. Some I of those are scary, though, dude. Out, I've had I've had a dude who come, who's a regular, and he showed a blackout. Apparently, I yeah. didn't know he was blackout. I did not know he was blackout, and he was on a motorcycle. Jesus, yeah. the, the laws are so unfair to servers. It's so fucked up. Oh, but he's still alive. I saw him yesterday. Give him a hug. Well, that's good. I was like, I'm glad you're okay, man. <laughs> Every time I see him, I'm like, I'm glad you're okay. I was somewhere a few weeks ago, and people were talking about a guy they knew that lost a couple toes in a motorcycle accident. Because I guess he was just like wearing sandals riding a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Bad idea. Right. Why would you do that? You don't I'd... wear a bicycle. You don't ride a bicycle with sandals. Yeah. Right? I no. I wouldn't even drive a car. I wouldn't I even wear I, do not, I do not like driving a car with sandals on. What about yeah. without your bare feet? just your bare feet? I've exactly. done that, but it feels super sketchy. I do it all the time with my bare yeah. feet. Yeah. Like, if you're yeah. used to it, I'm sure it's yeah. fine. Yeah. I think it's technically illegal. Is it? I believe so. I feel like it might be. Because you know you're going down the road and your feet are hot and you're just like, I'm just going to. Well, and I don't see the right. problem. You can feel the pedal better. Isn't Probably it better, better. not yeah. to wear? I think the issue is I th- if, if you have to leave the car or something, mm. maybe. I don't know. Or even, or even so the, the horror story they used to tell me, or they told me in driver's oh, ed, I was, think the, I was, go was, with was the fingernail coming off as you're like trying to like hit the brake. The you toenail mean, or the fingernail? Oh. The, the toenail. The, yeah. You're, you're trying to press the brake and you miss it. You I catch it with your toenail. That. You peel that thing off. That happened to me once when I opened a door. Uh, you know, like a, like a, a, a door to the outside when it's world. a heavy door. Yeah. Not a, not a little inside door that's hollow, but a heavy-duty door to the outside from a trailer. And I closed it into my toenail and tore it off. Oof. It hurt. I was two weeks into my tour last summer. I was in Virginia playing at a festival, and my I was my friend and I were hanging out, and I I went to hand him something, closed my car door on my thumb, oh shit, just the thumb oh. 
turned black almost instantly. And it was so painful, I almost passed out. And I'm like, all right, everything's going to be fine. And the whole rest of that tour, I had to, they had to go to the hospital a couple of days later and get the blood removed. So they drilled a hole in it. And then the blood spurted out. And <clears throat> Jesus. I wasn't sure I was going to be able to finish the tour, but I did. But it was, I, I can't even remember which nail it was, but it was one of these films. I was in the shower once, and my ex girlfriend, uh, <laughs> She uh, she had been gone, and she uh, knocked on the frantically on the bathroom door. We need to get in there. We need to get in there. And I guess her daughter had closed the door on her finger, and it was just like gushing blood everywhere. Eesh. Like, oh my god, is she okay? Jesus. And she was fine. Like five minutes later, it's like it never happened, and there was so much blood. It was insane. Ugh. And then the kid just was over it. She was fine. Didn't even give a shit. It was great. So somewhere along the way, I picked up like three fruit flies in my whiskey. They love it. Are you still going to drink yeah. it? Drink it. Yeah, of course. I'm fruit not going to drink the flies. amateur drinkers, for sure. They always overdrink. They do, and they die. Yep. Yeah. They have in my really small livers. Whiskey. I wonder if a fruit fly has a liver or something. I don't, something. Think, I don't so. think they have a liver, but I'm sure they have some sort of system that, <laughs> that <laughs> filters the toxins, right? Maybe they don't. Maybe that's why they can't handle their booze. Well, okay, so the, 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 bugs. the reason they go around that is because they know that fr- they think that fruit is rotting because when fruit rots, it right. rots ethanol. They like rotten fruit. And they're like, yeah, we're going to meet, me- meet some girls, eat some Rotten fruit, we're getting it. Oh. So fruit flies are just alcoholics. Oh, basically. they're they're partying alcoholics though. Yeah, they make the like mating thing happen. Yeah, they make the mating. It's but like fun frat boys. But frat here's the boys. thing: maybe <laughs> maybe maybe the whole frat phenomena is not uh, is not without you know without nature to, right, to, right, to, right. to have happened. Totally. Maybe yeah, we're blame just, it on nature. Maybe yeah, we're just God needs date rapes to keep the whole thing going. <laughs> Sorry, I'll edit that out. <laughs> no, I won't. There goes your ally card, motherfucker. <laughs> well, so it goes. <laughs> so it goes. Maybe everybody who's not in a frat is just frustrated they're not in a frat or something. Yeah, we're all just like jealous them. of their freedom. Their fruit fly frat the boy. Dude, there's so. not only a fruit fly, but then something else in here. I don't know what else. It, it's tinier. Than a fruit fly. These are already pretty small fruit flies. By I don't know. It might lay eggs in your intestines or something. That'd be kind of cool. You hatch the worms from your it'd be, intestines. It'd be like alien. That would be cool. <laughs> I would love to fight an extraterrestrial organism that bursts from your carcass. It would make this podcast for sure. Yeah, <laughs> as long as you're still recording on the video there. If it was just audio, people would think we faked it. Bro, They'd probably still think. Are we you faked part it. of that podcast where the alien burst out of the dude's chest? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, I just have to be passing through Albuquerque and was on that podcast that night. <laughs> <laughs> that dark, that's, that dark night. That's the day everything changed. Now I got a song about it. Matter of fact, here go. It goes a little something like this. It goes a little something like this. An alien burst out of your chest. <laughs> My friend Rob drank a fruit fly. <laughs> that was the last thing he did. Beware. <laughs> can it can it still inform? Is that what music is still for? Informing? Helping people make informed decisions? I think music is for creating good backgrounds for movies and TV shows now. Oh man, you're on my I think you're it's on for, my uh, level right now. I think it's for selling uh, long distance plans and is that even a thing still? Phone plans and uh condoms. 
It's for selling condoms. You make a sexy song, it'll get in a condom commercial. So one of my favorite photos I ever took was a, it was like punk rock uh, tampons. Punk rock tampons. It, roughly, Like you, you did their hairstyles of the... No, like, well, they had a hairstyle for their tampon. Please uh, Elaborate? expound. Yeah. No, it, it was just like, you know, it had the aesthetic, it had the the kind of purple and black and... Were these the just... Ripped, ripped jean vibe and the... During the whole thing, it was like, it, almost like, these tampons will make you scream! Or whatever. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because you know. alternative style tampons. Uh, yeah, something like that. It was bizarre. I don't. I don't understand it anymore. Like, they just took all. I got all my bugs out. By the way, they just Good took work. everything that was that was marketable and turned it sold it back on itself. This is rambly. Yeah, that's how it goes. Rambly, brambly. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm tired. I've. I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've been in no mood. So for, tired. I've, I've been in no mood. I'm gonna get always tired tattooed on my face. <laughs> <laughs> it's come full circle. <laughs> it's it's been a week. I've been. I don't know. I'm how, not, uh, okay, so have you? Uh, uh, you played Marble West Side, which yeah. is the most. Was that the recent most recent so, show? Yeah, I was really impressed. It's a really nice place in there. Have you been in there? No. I've performed there, yeah. Yeah. At least once or twice. I was impressed. The sound guy, Carlos, was amazing, and everybody at the bar was friendly. And, um, That's awesome. Yeah, I was, I was into it. Did they have a food truck? They did have a food truck outside. I think it was a pizza truck. You, and didn't, then get, they, you didn't get no pizza? I don't eat pizza. No. Um, Are you morally I, against pizza? I just don't eat cheese. I don't eat dairy and pork still. He's an anti-pizza. You're, you're a, you're a vegan. Is how they I wanted it to be pronounced. I was a vegan for a long time, and I just never could eat pork and dairy again after that. Yeah. I don't know. And I feel like some... I feel like for myself, it's just kind of environmentally responsible to take something out of my diet. You know? It is, yeah. It's um, true. I've been trying to work on meatless Mondays. You have? Yeah. How's that going? They're turning into meatless Tuesdays sometimes, <laughs> but <laughs> it's going all right. Because I, I also, I, 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 don't, I don't have a problem necessarily with, and you've done this before, or you've admitted to doing this fasting, you know, yeah. just a little bit of, I mean, it's, intermittent fasting. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's yeah, good yeah. for your immune system. Yeah. It's, 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 it's good for you to learn to control yourself when you don't feel that great. It's as like anorexia in moderation. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's an eating disorder that I can get behind. It's an eating <laughs> order. <laughs> it's got structure. That's not to say this happens all the time, but I guess I look at it as a time when it's like, no, let's get some of the stuff you're not getting, like iodine, uh, fiber, uh, what you know, whatever else right. you're missing. Well, those thing. Beyond Burgers make everything easy, you know. Oh, yeah. I heard that shit's pretty good. I like a good uh, veggie burger. Yeah, I went to. Wait till you have uh, the Beyond Burger, dude. Really, that thing is. I've heard it tastes like about, a burger. You talking even about the bleeds. one? It has like beet juice, so it, like oh. it'll like bleed. You talking about the one from <laughs> that the the uh, that uh, Burger King is promoting? Also? I don't know about that. But a lot of places. That's I think Carl's or Junior or Impossible. That's the one I'm thinking of. I think that's yeah Beyond. I think it's called Beyond Burgers, oh, and they okay. make an Impossible Burger that I don't know. I don't know what. Is this I really the same company? Or? I think so. I it's know, pea protein is what I think is. Okay. I uh, when I have a veggie burger, I don't. At least the ones I've had, I don't like the ones that are supposed to taste like meat because it's always like all soy shit. Mm-hmm. I like the ones that it's like a like 
nuts and like corn and peas like mashed together into a patty. <laughs> yeah. Like it's more like a falafel. Like it's not trying to be meat. It's just <laughs> a good veggie patty. Yeah. It's yeah. just good. Like a black bean burger. Yeah. I prefer that when, at least in my experience, I would try the, but as we discussed, I ate McDonald's on the way here. So I'm just a <laughs> filthy garbage person and that's fine. <laughs> you're horrible but that McDonald's being said every once in a while I had to admit like there's yeah. just times especially on the road where you're just like I'm gonna have to eat McDonald's today yeah. cause I'm really hungry yeah to the, me to me anything mushroom I'm always down with mushrooms yeah like not just for tripping out but also for eating yeah. not me mushrooms man I, they freak me out really I love mushrooms they should freak you out mushrooms they're are freaky weird. they are yeah. weird they're aliens they, they're, they're alien plants that we get to eat it feels awesome. like I'm biting into alien skin. Like when you watch the like autopsy footage or whatever, <laughs> you know, the, what the area 51. Yeah. All that shit. When you watch that, like that's how I imagine the texture of alien flesh to be. When I bite into the, the mushrooms taste okay. Like a portobello mushroom. It tastes fine, but that they're decomposers. You know that that's what they do. They, they're they weird. break yeah. things down, like dead things down. They they're break like it down. goth plants. They're little goths. Yeah, they start out buddies. little and fuzzy, and then they get their little shape after a while. You know. Yeah. But I've been on a I've been on a shiitake shake uh-huh. a little bit. Uh huh. Yeah. Those are great. It's been, huh? been nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. Yeah, you were making some gross soup the other day. You had I like did. a seaweed. Like someone put a fish in a paper shredder and you <laughs> bought it. I don't know. They do have that. They have pressed and shredded fish that you can just sprinkle on a thing and be like. Ugh. There's meat. Yeah, it smelled like, uh, well, I don't want to say that on a podcast. Fuck it, I'll say it. It smelled like when I used to go in the bathroom after my grandma used it when I was little. (laughs) That's what the air smelled like when you opened the shredded fish. Hey, you know what? That's part of your own odor now. (laughs) It's in my DNA, (laughs) I guess. It's in your DNA, yeah. No, I, uh, I guess we weren't talking about this on the last podcast, about being better copies of the of the previous people that came before us no i was having i literally was having this conversation in a bar because what i was saying that i think the human animal is most afraid of is that your individuality is not the the greatest thing about you you know Mm. just as if as if to say the cells in your body don't sit there and be like yo bro rugged individualist because they fucking die when they do that or they become cancer right Yeah. yeah Yeah. That wasn't a thing, really, though, in humanity before, whatever, it, a couple it, hundred years ago or whatever. It's always been that way, though, because so they were talking about a thing on the on, on the radio, on the radio, um, about how the 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 way you would punish a person is just by excluding them. Right, just yeah. by send them out. The banishment is the worst punishment because the wild will have their way with you, you yeah. know? and the loneliness too. The mm-hmm. or the being uh, isolated, excommunicated, and isolated from the group. That's yeah. That's why when you're in prison, they put you in the hole. Well, there's solitary confinement it, to get right. you out. Of, yeah, to it, get you. That's the worst punishment. Is no human contact. Well, Asian cultures are not individualistic, I don't think. That's There's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. And and historically, I don't think until like Europe and the US, the was, industrial revolution probably I think so, yeah. The, yeah. Right. With advertisements and stuff like that. Yeah. Sir, are you saying something against my oil that company? and and free time? 
probably in mm. the you know the kings and the nobility probably had individuality but the serfs didn't Mm-hmm. Well, you just take monarchy, that feeling of like, I've been chosen by God and then I've got a bunch of money, so I've been chosen by God. It's not like, yeah. it's not a big Hooray leap. for the winners. It's not yeah. a big leap from one to the other to <laughs> right. be like, yeah. Right, but, but now individuality is something that, and I'm not saying individuality itself is a bad thing. I enjoy it, <laughs> but it's now something that's sold to poor people or not really individuality, a fake facsimile of it An is sold it. Yeah. to, right. Yeah. It's all a scheme to break down the family unit and divide and conquer it and be controlled. Yeah. Let's bust out our tinfoil hats. Let's <laughs> get into this. <laughs> Shut up, man. They're not contrails. Yeah, they're uh, the other ones. Do you know. guys know how fish? You were talking about fish, but do you know how fish get high? The band, probably no. oxycontin and mushrooms. No. The animal. <laughs> no. the, how do they get high? They jump up on the land. Seaweed. Uh, Ooh yeah, that's like a yes. Sir. That's an adult popsicle stick joke. <laughs> right. Want to hear my adult? My popsicle friend Jenny stick? just gave, told me that one. Thanks, Jenny. Nice. Here's mine. What's a uh, what's a ghost's favorite genre of pornography? <laughs> Necrophilia. Bukaki. <laughs> Was that on a popsicle? <laughs> no. I have a, I have a, I have a lame one more in that vein of a popsicle joke than uh, okay. So what is a shellfish's favorite type of uh, uh, um, um, precious stone? Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. What is a shellfish's favorite kind of s- s- sandwich? Sorry. I fucked that up so bad. What? <laughs> what is a shellfish's favorite kind of sandwich? I don't know. What? Abalone sandwich. Uh, <laughs> I like that. That's yeah. It's why did, why don't oysters like to share? Because oh. they're too shellfish. Shellfish. <laughs> shellfish. <laughs> There's one with Sean Connery. It's like, what did Sean Connery say to the lobster? You're shellfish. You're shellfish. shellfish. <laughs> You are shellfish. Or the lobster that wouldn't share. I'm, I'm terrible at telling jokes right now. Yeah. The worst. It didn't go well. Every time he uh, set it up, joke, explain. Yeah. doesn't work. That's not how it goes. Okay, now here's why you should have laughed just now. <laughs> here's what you missed. Yeah, that's probably the funnier part, explaining a joke. This lobster walks in the bar and orders a drink and the bartender says, Oh, no, man. I'm not giving you a drink because last time I gave you a drink, it was this all night long. <laughs> you have to that, see the that video was a for visual. this. <laughs> that was a, how, why do you have so many seafood maritime themed one I live right by the ocean currently. I think that's what happened. Yeah. You know the difference between uh, what, what do surfers and dolphins have in common? What? Sonar, dude. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> That's a great. That is a good Sonar. one. That's a popsicle joke. For sure. yeah. yeah, I always like that, the concept. It might even be a thing already. It might be like a bachelorette party kind of deal, but like adult popsicle stick jokes. And then, of course, you make the popsicle dick uh, dick Shaped. mold. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially on the end that's under the frozen part, so that way when you're done with it, you're like, ah! <laughs> Oh, okay. You just put actual pubes in the in the popsicle at the bottom. They're right. actually stringed sugar. <laughs> There's all kinds of crazy. Th- I've thought about this because we've uh, at, at the bar I work at. We've thought about doing like a Willy Wonka night. So you got like different types of cotton candy that'll make your drink taste a certain way. 
you know, just uh-huh. throw it in there, that kind of thing. Uh, mostly because at the Cosmo Bar in uh, Las Vegas, one night I was I was heavily in an altered state allegedly, um, and they had a bunch of candy drinks. There was like popsicles. So I'm watching adults like do all this candy shit while they're well, I'm in another universe. I'm on the fourth. Sounds like fourth a hell dimension. of a hangover they're working on. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. No, it was. But there was this one that was in a giant brass. Almost golden-looking pineapple, you know, that kind of thing. You're just cool. like, is this real or not? I don't know. Yeah, I remember uh, at, at Bert's Tiki Lounge, they you'd get that big tinky, tiki drink that was for like four people or yeah. something. And it would come with, like, you couldn't order it unless you had three or more people or some shit, and it was like forty bucks or whatever. <laughs> like, and they would roll your eyes every time you right. Ordered they were it, annoyed. Right? Like, <laughs> you don't want to make it. We just really just want to get you a can of beer. Like, but okay, it's busy. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I remember one time I ordered a pina colada there once that oh. they're gonna kick my ass. <laughs> I ordered I ordered a virgin pina colada for Mini one time there. Yeah, and it was the same thing. It was the same it's like, response. Really? You're really? Do that? No booze? <laughs> they're not even gonna get drunk? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that was my first downtown show. Was at Burt's? At the, was it? Yeah. I the first one you played? Too. I don't know. The first one that I remember playing as a human, like by myself. Yeah. Like I was, was probably ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one, maybe. I, I I can't quite. Uh, there's photos. They exist. I think I played there for the first time in the New Mexico Showcase, back in like what was it two thousand one? With the album, like with that album. Was that is that it? No, that's the. I uh, think I had that poster. Oh, that, too, no, that's the. Uh, that's the CD one, the rock the. Whatever volume. Oh yeah, Samurai. that was another thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, the Mexico Showcase. Those Remember? was put on by the tourism department or whatever, and they well, would like, go to the city. Well, that sounds cool. It was Michael Pfefferman, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't even know why I remember his name. He's a cool guy, though. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. You were in that. Probably. New Mexico. They had to do it like two years, I think. Yeah. That's what brought me back to New Mexico after... I was gone for like six months, and then they were like, we want you to play for this showcase, and I was like... Didn't you submit right. a song, though, for an album? I don't know. For I that don't know. Some sort of compilation? Yeah. There were a couple of those. There was that. There was like one that was like that, and then there was the rock outside the box volume. Right. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I remember having a CD with a Fast Heart Mart song on it. it was, I think that was in a Mexico Showcase one. Yeah, yeah. it was. That was definitely. We're yeah. terrible historians. Yeah. If we prepared in any way, we would have researched this. We would have. Why? That's fine. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's all about the now anyway. What are you doing now? Are you working on a new music video? You have the director from that one TV show and also that actress from, you know, as yeah. your lead. You're in San Diego after all. That's only an hour and a half away from Hollywood. Hollywood. <laughs> That's not the kind of podcast we're doing, but. What kind of podcast is this? Have we figured that out? How often do you do, do this every Wednesday? Yep. Or, yeah, we just started again. This is like the fifth or sixth one back. How we long took, of a break did you guys go for? Uh, I don't know, a year-ish, year and a half. Yeah. I'm real bad with time. Almost two years. It was almost two years Two years to the day when we, when we stopped doing it to when we started doing it again. Was the last episode when I was on? Like Maybe no, one of but them. it was pretty close, was dude. It. it was pretty close. Yeah, that's it was amazing. close to the end. That's, cool. that's why it feels like uh, it feels like catastrophe survival alumni. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm glad to be here, guys. I'm honored to be on this what, podcast. Whatever meltdown, uh, personally, or whatever the podcast had that happened. Don't gesture at me when you say that. I, I'm saying in general. I'm sharing it with you. It's not like I've never had a breakdown and disappeared. Did you have a breakdown on the podcast? Mm, not well. No. I believe we had one episode where I was like, don't publish that. Did we? I don't remember Easily, that. easily. There was one where I was like, this is too far. No, I've just sort of been in a real slow motion nervous breakdown for the last... Uh, Lifetime? Yeah, but <laughs> real significantly, at least the last five years or so. The whole time we were doing the podcast. So there were, there were weeks when I was angrier and more sullen and silent, and Rob had to carry shit himself. But yeah, I just, you know, sort of petered out i guess i had some I good friends in anymore. virginia that had a podcast called people who ate people radio yeah um <laughs> and uh you guys would have loved it it was like pretty similar to what you guys are doing it was and but these guys did it for a while and then yeah they just i don't think they even talk anymore there was something that happened like one time and they don't even talk and yeah no, nothing happened between us i just sometimes for long periods of time i hate being awake and that makes <laughs> it hard to uh to do anything creative and entertaining and do give a shit about it. Do you sleep for like long periods of time? Oh yeah, that's one of the, definitely one of the symptoms of the deep depression is I'll just be exhausted constantly and sleep like 15 hours a day like Dang. Yeah. I can't sleep, man. I can I sleep like 5, 6 hours. Uh, I have the opposite problem. I get to sleep too much. That's the yeah. I have, I, have, I have that problem, and I'll just smoke a lot of weed, and then that's the only reason I smoke weed is yeah. if that I need to get help. to sleep. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty I can't, much it. If I smoked weed when I, when we did this, you guys would be I'd be drooling, and like <laughs> you guys would be like, "What is wrong with you?" That's probably why I sleep too much. <laughs> too much of a good thing. Too much of a good thing is simply wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like one, I do seriously. I take one puff, and I'm like, "All right, going to sleep. Good night. Yeah. Yeah. See you later." Yeah, yeah. My mom's like that with glasses of wine. She's like two. Gone. Sleep on the couch. My mom's like that with everything. I gave her pot cookies once. I feel real bad. I thought you were gonna be oh, like man. we we ground up some quaaludes and snorted them. She was out. <laughs> I took a, one of those gummy bears one day. Oh, weed d- in it. yeah. I was high for like seriously two days. You know, it pisses me off about those. So They're like just eat the ear off the gummy bear, and I'm like fuck you. Make one gummy bear the dosage. What right. are you doing? I it's the, the size of a that, fucking gummy bear. I think <laughs> it had 20 milligrams of THC, which for a person who doesn't smoke ever, yeah, that's a lot. 20 yeah, milligrams is a, is a lot. Yeah, I think five is like a good dose for you know. I'll take like 40 or 50 to to get into it, but Damn. I smoke like constantly, right. so it's so I have 20 a would be all right with you, yeah. Yeah, but the and a lot of people don't realize that they they have it backwards because they think that. Oh, smoking, since smoking is always bad for you, I'm going to eat it and it won't be as intense of a drug trip right. as smoking it. But it's actually the opposite. It's worse. It's worse, yeah. Because when you smoke it, you're you're destroying a lot of the chemicals in it with that flame and you're only getting the ones that are activated by that heat. But when you cook it, since it's not an actual flame hitting it, there's a lot more chemicals that are active than just the THC and it's more... I mean, I'm not a scientist, but but I think it also absorbs into your cells when you eat it. It like goes into all your cells, and so it just takes over your whole body. Yeah, there's when you right. Smoke it, it's a little different. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So it's more definitely in every way. It's more intense. I think when you eat it. No, I was wigging out. I thought I was gonna have to go to the hospital. I, I, I oh, called no. my friend. I was like, I'm like walking down this sidewalk 
Well, first of all, I'm with, with a friend. I've already died. I've already died. <laughs> she wanted a gummy. I gave her a gummy. It had been a while since she'd had been a while. anything. To, Sorry. And, and then I had one. <laughs> and then, I don't know, 20 minutes later, we're like laughing and we couldn't stop laughing. And I said, I said, what is going on? Like, I can't remember what we're doing here. And she's like, me either. And then sirens were going off, like a police siren or something in the distance. She goes, did you just call the fucking cops on me? And I was <laughs> like, why would I call the cops on you? I was like, she's like... Because you think I got you high or whatever. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take my stuff and leave now. So I, I walk out. And I'm walking down the sidewalk. And the sidewalk took me like, I don't you know, it took me like three years to get down this sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. So finally I called a friend of mine. I was like, I'm, I'm wigging out, man. I'm totally wigging out. You're going to have to come pick me up. Thank God he came pick me right. up. And he like talked me down. But I was like ready to check yeah. myself in. And man. the chances of that happening if you smoked are way less. Right. People still sometimes have those reactions when they're not used to it. But not nearly as often as when with eating it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like one of those like every second it feels like a eternity but it also feels really quick and you're like yeah what is moments going on? of eternity that's called that's like a common a yeah. common thing yeah and you just like yeah you just like forget the previous second man i had this mushroom trip allegedly with my friend jed one time um name redacted and he uh <laughs> we didn't discuss it at the time but we both later when we talked about it we both thought that we were in hell and that the other person was <laughs> there to torment us with us thinking they were our friend and they were there to yeah yeah that's crazy <laughs> yeah we both thought that was happening and we didn't discuss it till later Horrifying. i almost called my mom at like four in the morning that night I'm real glad I didn't. She would have been concerned and a bit, right? Yeah, that would have sucked for her. Yeah, because if if a grown man calls his mom, she pretty much knows there's something something really wrong. Like right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was only like I don't know, eighteen or nineteen. Right. Still, even then, I was like, grown. Yeah. But man. Uh. <laughs> right. Oh man. Still not really. I don't still don't think I've achieved manhood. But, uh, yeah. Let's talk about that. What is manhood in this day and age? <laughs> well, I feel like a certain uh, self sufficiency in the world. Taking care of your shit. Yeah. Do you guys feel like there's a patricide going on in the world? Not necessarily. Hmm? What do you say? Oh, I just, I'm just asking. Um, sometimes I wonder. I don't think so. I, I, I heard Pierce Morgan giving a, a 007 a hard time about. You know, taking oh, care, taking care of his kid, like oh, out out and about with his kid in the whatever, maybe the thing right here, or the thing back there, whatever. Oh, he, was, but, he I remember. But he was this. like, yeah. he was like, nah, what kind of man does that? And I'm like, a dude carrying the future of the fucking world, a man who takes pathetic. care of his offspring. What do you mean what? That's exactly what a man does. What's, <laughs> was was Pierce Morgan's argument is that he's the the child's supposed to be home with the bitch while the yeah, man yeah. is out bringing home the bacon. I guess that's so. how it's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah. Is that how yeah. dare how dare you sully 007 <laughs> with a baby? I'm like, what do you mean? A baby just means he's been fucking. Yeah, have you have you not seen a James Bond movie? He's making babies left and right. <laughs> I don't believe I've seen any condoms in any 007 movie. According to Austin Powers, <laughs> only sailors use condoms, baby. <laughs> So, and I, I think know. they know each other, Austin Powers and James Bond. <laughs> I think I think it means getting your shit done and doing it well. And if some some dude wants to beat you up, whatever, man. But if he wants to beat up your peoples, then we got a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, well, 
Yeah. The, the reason I asked the question is because I, I do believe male and female are different. You right. know, we're equal, but we're different. And it's a beautiful thing when the two come together and complement each other. But what does that mean anymore, like, to complement a female? Well, it's and different male? for everybody. There's mm-hmm. different... Different people have different uh, levels of uh, masculine and femininity in themselves and in what they're looking for in a partner. Mm-hmm. You have, you, I mean, even within like same sex couples, you have like super butch lesbian and like, you know, the lipstick lesbian, quote unquote. There's varying uh, preferences with everybody. Are you talking so. about tops and bottoms? Sir? Yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> with, with the dudes. I mean, and obviously I'm no expert on this. I'm not an expert in the gay community. I'm sorry if I offend with my commentary and primitive understanding of it, but... I believe this is strike three, sir. <laughs> oh, my, I had strike three, like, years ago. Um, I bet. But, uh, no, I'm just saying, uh, I think it depends... It's every situation, what it means to step up or whatever is different. It's, you know... If you, were to, I, if, if you were to ask me as a scientist, mm-hmm. of which I'm not, and I don't play one on TV, uh, <laughs> if you were to ask me as a scientist, though, having looked at the human animal and the species and trying to understand it and things like that, um, you'll find pretty complex and even somewhat sentient. I, I believe we can say a frog is pretty sentient, right? Or even... Or even I mean, more than a mushroom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where you'll find spontaneous sex changes happen, you know, and that kind of thing. A reaction mostly to population, whether decline it's or excess. It's in Jurassic excess. Park. Life finds a way. They put the frog DNA that changes. Uh, right, right. That has yeah. the ability to switch between the, the, the sexes. Not well, the... those particular frogs are actually the reason hurricanes are hitting. Those transgender frogs are actually offending God. <laughs> and that's why uh, climate change, which isn't happening, is happening. I don't know. I guess my argument fell apart there at the end. Anyway, the gays are evil and so are the blacks. <laughs> Sounds about right. But, but, but I guess what I'm saying is that, like, if you ever, if anybody ever made the argument that perhaps couples who are attracted to each other that are not necessarily involved in, in, in what I consider is the, um, the biological imperative. Mm-hmm. So the biological imperative says two things, survive and fuck. Those are, that's a biological imperative. I mean, you know, uh, reduced down to its like most right. basic. And, and that's I think the argument. Is the word reproduces word, but yeah. And that's yeah, the argument yeah. that bigots make, right? That's right, why right, it's right, right. evil to be gay or at, whatever, at, or at, to use condoms even if you're at this extremely point, religious and at, certain. At this point, what's the most uh, um, environmentally economical thing you could ever do as a person? Not have kids. That's exactly it. <laughs> yep. that's, that's the that's most economic outside of outside of the industries and the and the military industrial complex. Like that would be one of the best things you could ever do to not right. have but, an impact on the environment. A but negative it wouldn't impact. be good if everyone did that. Right, right, that right. would but, be but, bad. But we what I'm saying, off. but what I'm saying is that the species, the human species. For all our individualism and how much how important we are and everything and our arrogance and all that shit, um, we don't want to imagine that the possibility that perhaps we've evolved to a point where we don't need to reproduce anymore. We don't need the biological imperative of well, sur- now survival is a contingent on not fucking. Right, you know? that's true. At this point, is the that's the population problem, right? That's a thing. Well, that's the reason I raise this question. Is yeah, yeah right. It, well, yeah. and also, what if you're talking on an individual level that people believe that you have to have sex to reproduce, right? Right. But what if 
within the larger organism of humanity, we need all these different types of couples and what polyamory and different types of things in order to to help socially the the whole human animal so that the the regular ass cisgender people who are fucking and making kids so that they have a better world right like there there are things and that here i thought you were going to blame farmers for having 10 children apiece <laughs> no they sh- they should totally do that I think we we can we could probably figure this out without like going China style and putting a limit on you know. I hope so. I don't know. I I don't I don't I don't have that much faith. I'm, I don't even you don't even want to ask me what my opinion is, but yeah. I I guess that would be to me that would explain the thing is there's never been as far as like genders and sexual preferences. It's always been pretty fluid. Yeah. You know, like for as straight as I think I am, I'm sure I've had my my gay moments oh and i'm yeah. sure you've been fooled you're on the internet you're looking at a chick then all of a sudden nope she had a dick that whole time you know but see but that's that's, that's just the illusion of gender like, yeah. well, like you're attracted to what you're attracted to no i see but, what you're saying but yeah. somebody asked me the other day they were like so well they they just said how erotic is porn without a penis in there you know so like so it's like how how not gay are you? If there's no penis in the porn, do you get turned on or not? And it's like, well, that's a good question. I don't, yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah, um. I have a, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty basic about it. I have a one penis per fantasy uh, limit, and that's mine. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you. I mean, when I'm when I'm uh, fantasizing, I'm thinking about things I'd want to participate in, and i I don't. I'm just not into another dude's genitals or another dude being in the room, really. Yeah, that would get that would get on. The thing is, I wouldn't. Um, I guess in life experiences, if it ever had to come up for whatever reason, I guess I would have to be like, "Well, I've tried most things." Yeah, I'd probably try it. I'd probably yeah. just grip my teeth and pretend those balls aren't touching mine. <laughs> I'd probably try it. <laughs> I'd see what happens. But I know like much more, you know, there's other people who are much more amicable to the experience and that's fine. Yeah, I don't have great. any, yeah. I, you know, like frankly, they're probably enjoying a type of cuisine that I'm missing out it's on. It's like in uh, fear and loathing when uh, flea is snorting the, whatever he's snorting <laughs> yeah, off of the sleeve <laughs> and the guy in the suit walks in and he's like, he's too uptight for that kind of, those kind of shenanigans. It's, I don't remember how he puts it's it, athlete. getting impossible kicks from things he could never understand. Yeah. 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 It's like that. It's like that. Yeah. Well, it's like, I've often, like, if only I could experience like being gay and go into a, they, they have like these orgies that you hear about at like at rest <laughs> stops and shit. That sounds amazing. Like, yeah. like a bodega out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And when, when you're having like your filthy man thoughts that you're kind of ashamed of, if it were another man that you were aiming those at, how convenient would that be? <laughs> if only I could be gay. It would be awesome. I'm just, I'm not. I wish I could be. I wish I could be bi. I wish I could just fuck everyone. But that's just not how it is. I don't know. Yeah. I, think, I don't know. Is it, is it time? Have we, have we gone too far? Have we gone, have we, have we gone far enough? Yeah. I don't know. I feel what's, like it's this podcast usually go. Uh, about this long. About this long? Okay. Yeah, I feel like what, I mean, really quick. I mean, we're, we're, I mean what, do you, what do you think being a man is at this point? Well, or or any qu- of that I mean, stuff? I just, like all, I, the, all those. I honestly um, do think about it, um, you know, quite a bit. And um, 
I think the world is overpopulated, and yeah. I think we have killed a lot of the dangerous animals and predators out there um, to make the world safe. You know, yeah. we want to make we're always trying to make the world safe, and um, I think whether you know. It's masculine energy is masculine energy, whether it's from a woman or from a man, right. you know. And whatever. everyone's a mixture of the both. No one is all one. Right. A lot of people can be a lot of one and a little, but everyone, it's, what I'm saying is everyone technically is gender fluid to some degree, right? right, right. We all have some feminine aspects more or less from man to man. Yeah. And vice versa. But I think, I think that's why, uh, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't, I think. I think that's why we like the rap stars and the rock stars and stuff still is because sometimes that is a masculine energy that's happening. Alpha. Yeah, yeah. or it's just like I'm gonna be myself, I'm gonna do what I want and I don't I don't really care what anybody thinks. Rugged and, individualist. Yeah, and and also just getting your own meet, needs met and being like, mm-hmm. Hey, I don't care, you know, if that's what you think I should do, I know what I need to get my needs met. Right. And getting your needs met, that's an important thing, uh, in life because you end up being a resentful person, yeah. and there's like what they call the nice guy effect right. starts to happen. Ooh, yeah. Or you, you go the opposite, resentful. and you just start yelling at women in a bagel store for no reason. You know what you were talking about before the podcast. I didn't <laughs> yeah. hear about this, but yeah, you'll probably see it if you're on any of the. I play with my phone too much, so I see all the bullshit that goes viral. If you play off your phone, play with your phone that much, it's gonna fall off, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. I'm getting a new one. I'm getting an upgrade in a couple of weeks. I'm Here, so excited. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing I'll, I'll always go back to about, you know, we, we, uh, the conversation we were having before all ties into my view, I guess, on the, mm-hmm. on the human species. But it's always looking for order. And order sometimes seems very binary. And so people want to go with, like, it's one or the other. And it right. can't be anything else. And you're like, no. But no, life is a duality. It's constantly a duality. It's a paradox, There's too. dark yeah. and a light. It's yeah. always. It's paradoxical. Democrat and Republican. It's always two sides. Existence is paradoxical. You're alive and you know you're going to die. Right. That sucks. (laughs) I did not choose this. And that's another reason that... (laughs) Seriously, that's another reason I don't want to have kids because I can't not... You're not alone in this thought, by the way. I can't justify doing that to a person. Bringing them into this... Right. I mean, not that this is horrible or whatever. I mean, it can be, obviously, depending on... So you're not thinking of creating a soldier of fortune. Here's the thing I'm going to tell you about a soldier of fortune. Not only will they be a survivalist, but they will be able to sell you anything. I'm going to... My seed has the next go. Alex Jones. So I should tell yeah, him. Oh, They'll sell you a survival toilet. <laughs> <laughs> If we're lucky. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that was one for the cans. Am yeah. I going to play the banjo? I yeah, got my no. yeah, so, we're gonna, we're gonna, so what we're going to do, we're going to wrap it up right now, uh-huh. right? and then we're going to go back and we'll do the songs, and then I'll edit in. it, and I'll got break you. it up. And gotcha. it'll, it'll be cool. pretty. That's how we make the sausage, folks. Oh, gross. It's At disgusting. this sausage party. You, there's a sausage story from Chicago, if you ever heard it, where there was a sausage factory, and they made this sausage, and everybody in Chicago loved it, apparently. And so business was booming. And so they decided they were going to get make a bigger facility because they needed to make more sausage. So they make this bigger facility, and they're making sausage, and all the customers are complaining, like, this is not... This not sausage the doesn't say, taste the same like yeah. it used to before when you were in your small facility. Oh, God. So they went through their whole process to figure out what they, had, what they were missing. 
And this is a true story, apparently. I heard it on NPR, I think, like a few years ago. Oh, man. Oh, no. What's about to happen? (laughs) This, apparently, there was a janitor that was smoking cigars while the the, um, sausage was processing. Yeah. And the cigar smoke would, like, get into the sausage and... They fired him because they caught him smoking cigars on his, <laughs> at the job. Huh. <laughs> Fucking up. <laughs> I thought it was going to be way grosser. I thought it was going to be like there was like a, there were rat mice. Rat poop. I thought or, rat no, but poop. The, yeah. the moral of the story is these people thought they were in control of like why their sausage was so great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yet it was this, this lowly janitor who was just trying to do his thing smoking a cigar who was the the finishing touches on the sausage? The secret. And so the secret. it's that's that's how life is. We just never know what we're in control of and what we're not, right. and we're just being blessed with certain forces outside of our control that may be like annoying to us, but it's like making making our life better in some way. Yeah, you, I, you know they did a, a I, I think I brought this up at least one time, but they did a study on drummers, like human drummers versus computer drummers. Yeah, uh, human drummers create um, fractals. Fractals. Fractals because of their, you know, biases and right. different arms and human rhythms and so robot cr- drummers create just like just squares. Static, yeah, yeah. A static rhythm, but but the human creates fractals and all the time. That's uh the crazy paradox about making art is that the mistakes end up being the thing. You have to figure out how to make mistakes on purpose. How the fuck do you do that? That's what making art is. <laughs> that actually well, sounds like life. That as, sounds like life. <laughs> as a musician, that is what I'm banking on. Because yeah. my recordings are usually, they're live. I mean, I'll record my band live. Even the vocals are like live. And I, I, I hope as we move forward with all this electronic mess, not to, it's not a mess. Some of the electronic music is very beautiful. Right. But I think there's going to be a distinction. Like, wow, this is like human music. And look, like this guy made some mistakes, and it's beautiful. These beautiful mistakes are all in here, and I think that's it's going to fracture into two different ways. It's like this is the human music, and this is electronic music, and I think it will come back to people being like appreciative of the human music, having the mistakes. Well, I think that's the- already happening. When you look at like hipsters, right? Everything it's handmade, and like those are the trends. Like that's what's cool mm-hmm. because it's abnormal for something to be made by a person in a small batch in a guess, small a operation. Guess, right, yeah. that kind of Literally, thing. guess what I just bought at the uh, shopping mall the other day? An Echo and the Bunnyman vinyl. Nice. Yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. It's it's it is it kinda and and here's the thing. Vinyl's bourgeois you know, though. Let me get let's just be straight. <laughs> that's a bourgeois product at this point. That's uh, true. Ah, uh, it sounds so good. Even kind of, CDs even good. kind of are now. Yeah, kind sounds of. So good. Ta- cassette tapes, not not so much. But like, yeah, yeah I, they're, they're getting there. Kind of, but here's yeah. the, here's the thing. Uh I'm losing the thought. Uh no Echo. matter what, no matter what, you're apocalypse ready. Once the apocalypse happens and nobody can do electronic oh, music. That's right. I can play an oh, acoustic with, show with the best of them Boom. all night long. Right. Sun. Yeah. yeah. Totally. That's that's what I'm saying. I'm 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 apocalypse ready with my music. I'm coming to your house with all this whiskey and wine over here. That's right. So I'm for the apocalypse. 
That's what we're doing. Am I invited? It's a party. Fuck yeah. You're invited too, ladies and gentlemen. Well, not you. I'm going to walk the well, 1,000 miles not from San Diego one. to Albuquerque to Rob's house for the for the apocalypse. You're going to tell people, bring people along. You'll meet someone in Needles, someone in Kingman. <laughs> you're just like, you're like, follow me. We're heading we're to g- Rob Nucka. I'm telling you, there's a, there's, a, be like, uh, there's a whole bunch of wine waiting at us on the end In the best whiskey yeah. known to man. It's going to be like the What's stand. <laughs> Yeah, right. exactly. But are exactly. we the little old lady playing a banjo, or are we flag getting <laughs> <is> a nuke? <laughs> Why has it got to be a little old lady playing the banjo? Oh, I don't know. I didn't write the book. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got to talk to Stephen King and his cocaine addiction. <laughs> is right. that what he says? He Let's, talks about a little old lady playing I think a banjo? So. Yeah. I believe she, I don't know if she played a banjo. I could be wrong. I think she played some kind of music. It's like a sweet little old lady, and that's where the... After the apocalypse, all the good people were, they had dreams and visions, and they're called to this little old lady in Boulder, I think, Mm. somewhere in Colorado. And then uh, the evil man, the devil, the same thing happens with him when all the bad people that are left all gather there, and it's like the final battle, you know. Huh? Which, which book is that? The Stand. Oh, I think they're I remaking it. They made there was a made-for-TV miniseries with Molly Ringwald and Gary Sinise. Yuck. Yeah, it <laughs> wasn't. It was okay. the The first episode is good. The second and third one aren't as good. It was okay though. It's like six hours long overall. Huh? Huh? I remember renting it when I was a Have kid. Anyway, this podcast has been seven and a half years long. Yay! Let's let's put a coffee. Hey. Let's put a nail in it. Hey, I'm Holiday Rob. Loki Sapfoot. Fast Heart Mart. And uh, you've been listening to The Problem With Everything. Uh, can't just next week. We will have another guest. Yeah, yeah, we got another guest. We're not going to tell you who it is yet. No. Because every time we do that, something happens, and right. then it's not who we said they it was. They don't make it. No. Yeah, so we're not going to jinx it. I mean, They'll they live, but they don't make it to the show. Oh, and I got a guest <laughs> for the week after. Remind me. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely. Yeah, really productive. And, it's um, great. Yeah, it's, it felt good to be here with y'all. Again, awesome. after two years? Yeah. Yeah. Two years. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Thanks for keeping the faith. Yeah. Yeah, word up. All right, peace out. See you, see, see you next week, Cub Scouts. Bitches. So, <laughs> this, is a nice, this is a nice long title. I'm an alien and I want to go home. Yeah, this song is about how we used to live in harmony with, the, with nature and the planet. By saying, like, oh, wow, this tree just gave us some fruit today, and we found some vegetables to eat over there, and we ate an animal. But now we started agriculture and farming because we weren't happy with what nature was giving us, and it's just been spinning out of control ever since then. And now we just live in a world of chaos, and I think we need to get back to the Garden of Eden, and that's what this song is about. I'm an alien, and I want to go home. By Fast Heart Mart, coming at ya. Boom.
One morning God spoke to us and he made a forecast You're all getting too fat, so now you must fast The breakfast was skipped and no one really cared It wasn't until supper that people started getting scared Stomachs were rumbling louder than the clouds I've never missed a meal before and I thought I might pass out Sat down on a couch and started watching some TV There's some guy on the news digging in the dirt, planting pento beans Call himself a farmer, he's taking control of the situation. We're back to digging some holes. In a recliner, I noticed he was eating. I asked him what he said at TV dinner. Well, maybe he had forgotten, so I reminded him. God said not to eat until further instructions. We don't need God anymore, you're a simple little man. Cause now the farmer sells his food from his taco stand. Follow my nose down to the smell of the tacos. Walked up to the counter, I ordered five bean burritos. Kid there asked for here to go and I told him that I'd stay. He pushed the buttons on the register, said that'll be 650. I didn't know what money was, so I asked him for his boss. He looked at me kinda crazy, told me to get lost. Feeling very weak by now, so I went to the microphone. Wanted to ask God this fast could be postponed. When I spoke, I could not hear a reply, cause there was too much noise outside from all the people in cars. Walking down the street to find a fruit tree Lots of green grass, but not a single thing to eat sidewalk with my bottle of liquor some people threw some coins at me but i have no idea what they were i got a job mapping floors that lasted almost a day i had no watch and i was late so i got fired without pay that night i slept in a park underneath the stars when a flying saucer came down from the planet mars i've been buddy i've been looking for you the creature said to me and just like that the speed of light i went off to another galaxy goodbye So long, planet Earth I never really understood you anyway 